Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Caroline Carey. We have a wonderful guest I'm going to tell you all about in one moment. I just want to remind everybody to stay safe and uh, wash your hands. And I wanted to point out my website which is carolannecary.com. I hope you will consider me your spirit connection. I am Carol Ann, your host for this evening. We have a, an esteemed and wonderful, dynamic, debonair gentleman with us. If you have not heard of Reverend Kevin Lee, you're really missing out. There he is on camera. We got him on camera. Handsome, debonair, oh, thank you. wonderful, charming, smooth. Oh. Love it. Uh, I really enjoy, Kevin, um, your Metaphysical Chapel of South Florida, mm-hmm. and your website for that is metaphysicalchapel.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And your website is reverendkevinlee.com. Re- uh, yeah, Reverend Kevin Lee. Reverend Kevin Lee. Yep. Let me uh, just introduce you with some of your wonderful accomplishments and everything that you're about. Now, this is just his metaphysical angle. This is not the fact that you are an, um, mm-hmm. an anesthesia nurse. That's correct. Yes, okay. correct. 
And uh, so he's got that whole health thing going on on that angle of his life, that part of his life. This part of his life is metaphysical is uh, Kevin is an author. Well, uh, an author, and he's working on a new project, which he's going to tell us about. Mm -hmm. He is a metaphysical minister. Mm -hmm. He is a paranormal researcher, a certified spirit medium. He's a senior pastor of the Metaphysical Chapel of Florida, which he has taken to leaps and bounds. He's known across the world. Kevin has some of the best guests over there. I do, Around the world. And he is so charming and just so easy to work with that I think people really gravitate to him. I wish you weren't four hours away, but I'm going to get over there. Good. Um, But in any event, I want to talk. There's something particular that uh, Kevin was going to speak with us tonight and explain to us, which is uh, precipitation mediumship. Right. Now, I met you years ago. I didn't actually meet you. So if you don't remember me, that's cool. (laughs) You were on the stage, I think, talking to Reverend Tom Newman. Probably. At Sarasota Center of Light. And you were talking about this very subject. Oh, was I? Back then? I believe so. I believe it's possible. And I just saw you from a distance and everybody's, oh, that's Kevin Lee. You know, and everybody from our church drove the four hours to go over to your place more than once. I Mm -hmm. didn't, but they did. And so your name is very well known in uh, a lot of metaphysical circles with a lot of respect and um, just uh, love your authenticity and who you are. So you come very well uh, applauded. Thank you so much. I love I I love your community. And thank you, Carolyn, for uh, just allowing me to be a part of your community because I love Sarasota and I I don't get over there as much as I would love to. It's a good four hour drive. You're right. But I love the drive through Alligator Alley. I should really bless myself when we get out of lockdown uh, with that part of the state. But, uh, you know, I've been running the chapel. I've been leading well, let's just say this. I've been running the chapel for a good 13, 14 years and leading for the last uh, probably seven years as a senior minister and uh, for our chapel. And uh, it really has been a labor of love because one of the things that I've always loved doing was putting together events for people, hosting events. And I thought, you know, I I want to learn about all this stuff. I want the David Thompsons and the all these yeah. healers and mystics and physical mediums and these people with these uh, very unique and very advanced or very profound abilities. I want to bring those people to my community. I I get to benefit, but also my people get to benefit. And so I can teach about it, but I can't demonstrate everything. So I thought I will find the people who can do it and I'll have them come and teach and demonstrate. And so it actually really helped my church grow. And I've made, you're right. I have made tons of connections around the world uh, with so many different groups. It's, It's really amazing how many places I can go where people know who I am. So uh, it kind of blows my mind. But uh, definitely Reverend Tom Newman uh, was one of my mentors for a little while. And and uh, I I was running a metaphysical church on the east coast of Florida. He was right. running the metaphysical church on the west coast of Florida, the Sarasota Center of Light. And, and um, I I just I, I learned a lot from him, how to run events, how to reach out to these speakers. And then also uh, your part of the state was hosting these uh, really profound people. And I learned 
you know, uh, just the quality. I learned about professionalism and the quality of the mediums that you all would bring. And I thought, that's what I want. I want professionalism, ethics, and high standards to be demonstrated. Uh, you know, I want I want my people to see what is possible, what they should be shooting for. And really, I, a lot of my work is highly ethical. I, I'm very professional with my work and I, I take my job very seriously and I try to be polished and I try to show up on time and have my computer working. <laughs> and uh, it happens. sometimes uh, the the uh, planets are in uh, contradiction to me. But, uh, you know, pre I will tell you, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, my let's see what I want to tell you. OK, precipitation mediumship. Uh, what is it? You know, it's such a weird word. No one has ever heard of precipitation mediumship unless you're a student of spiritualism or right. even uh, metaphysics in general, because us students, those of us who have gone through seminary, have learned about the Banks sisters. We've learned about the Fox sisters, all these, the Davenport brothers, the Campbell brothers, and all these different people. <clears throat> and precipitation mediumship was really, it really came to fruition with a lot of the slate writing. Think about the 1800s when you had these people around, especially in the United States, but definitely in uh, the, Europe and England and places like that, the British, uh, the British Isles. And back then, paper and pen and ink were very expensive. Well, what did they have in abundance? But they had wood and slate. And slate is a, is a natural stone. And it's what the old children's school boards were, the little chalkboards. Actually, I should right. have bought one. I, did, I forgot to do that. But I, have a, a, I bought a 100-year-old chalkboard. It's a little book wow. that opens. Right. And it was on an antique site on eBay. And it looks like what they'd use in Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. You know? This yeah. cute little chalk, you put chalk in it. Well, the old timers back in the 1800s would put a tiny piece of chalk in the middle, close it, wrap it shut, or put it in an inside of a cloth. And spirit would use the power of the medium, the life force, which is called ectoplasm, as we know. And uh, this force is a real thing. And it's they utilize this force to literally dematerialize the chalk and rematerialize it intelligently. And that's mediumship. And so that intelligence recreates images that are highly evidential, highly uh, synchronistic to what's happening in your life. It could be a picture of dark clouds with the sunbeam shooting through them to say, we real spirit will say, we recognize you're going through trouble and challenges and trauma, but remember we're here with you. God's here with you. The angels are here with you. And the sun is always shining behind the dark clouds in your life. Never forget that. And that's a profound message. I say that so often. I share it in sermons and I share it on radio shows. And because it's one of the most common messages I hear from spirit in seances. And I've seen that symbol many times in precipitated form on chalkboards, on uh, precipitated uh, little index cards. And so precipitation mediumship means spirit will take this living life force of the medium and they will utilize it to deconstruct the pigment of ink and crayons and markers and colored pencils and paints and things like that. Even, oddly enough, flowers and uh, vegetables, because vegetables, as we know, contain uh, colors. Be think of beets and carrots and things like that. Or even, uh, uh, is it rhubarb? It has a very red stem, right? Yes. There's a lot yes. of pigment in there. And when you cut it, 
you can get it on you or even uh, uh, blackberries, things like that. Blueberries There's so much pigment that could be used. But the stories I've heard from old timers, when they used flowers, it created a, a mess inside the little baskets because the pigment is attached to the cellulose of the plant. And spirit wasn't able to extract the, the sticky substance that it was resided in. And so they didn't have a pure pigment. All they could do was grab that pigment that was sticky. And it literally got, over, got all over everything inside the sacred container that the phenomena was manifesting in. So it kind of ruined everything. It smudged things and it, and it just made a mess. So a lot of the old mediums began to use... Uh, well, let's see, they didn't use crayons until we had crayons in the last century, but they used colored pencils. They used uh, uh, pencil lead, like little sticks of lead, or even a piece of charcoal. Uh, they would use, uh, what else would they use? They certainly would use flower petals. Uh, mm -hmm. Somehow flower petals, as opposed to whole flowers, didn't tend to make things as messy. They could control them for some reason. And um and now we can use paints, we can use inks, we can use gold leaf, we can use uh, gel pens. Gel pens are amazing because I have uh, examples of it that I show in my lectures and for my students in the workshops where my gel pens that I keep in my closet over there as a test, uh, have a test kit of pens. They're in perfect condition, full of ink, nothing's degraded. They're over three or four years old, the test set. And then the set that I put in my little sacred container to work with uh, actually has uh, segments of the ink that have been extracted by spirit. So there's chunks missing. There's globs of ink that are gone or the inks have actually changed colors. They've gone from bright neon pink. It should be a, a totally bright neon pink pen, but the inside has faded pink. There's segments where the pink has, has disappeared and it leaves a metallic base behind, which is the metallic ink that a lot of the pens are built on. And so uh, it's really fascinating to see this. And as you get more advanced, some of the old timers that uh, really there's only one old timer still demonstrating this very rare gift of mediumship. And that is Reverend Hoyt Robinette. He's a very dear yeah. friend from yeah. Camp Chesterfield. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I'll say this because I love Camp Chesterfield. If any of your viewers have never heard of Camp Chesterfield, it is in a very old I don't know how many years, and I'm a member, I should know, but it's a good 150-year-old yes. camp. Yes. It's somewhere around there, and it's up outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, in a little town called Chesterfield, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Camp Chesterfield hosts uh, healing programs, seminary programs, mediumship development programs. They have the world's largest collection in the museum of precipitated artifacts, uh, and uh, you can actually view that online because they got a grant to digitize all of the precipitated works and their own and all the other artwork. So you can actually go see precipitated art through their museum called the Hoyt, the uh, Het Museum, H-E-T-T. And uh, do you have samples you. with you tonight? Say it again. You have samples with you. I do. I have some samples that I can grab real quick. I don't know how they'll show up on here, but let's just give it a try. So people, yeah, so that the, our listeners and our viewers understand what you're talking about. Okay. And, um, oh, that's interesting. So I just want to show. 
this i actually i went to and uh, this these are not sponsors but we went i went to target and i went to ross and i went to michael's and i looked for glass frames because the cards i'm the card i'm going to show you is a two-sided card i wanted to be able to see all of it at any time so this is the back you're looking at where the you see that little thing there that holds yeah. it up so this is the phenomena I'm going to take it out just so you see it. And I'll show you this frame again because I highly recommend them to my students. So this here is an example. Mm -hmm. camera. There we go. You, you guys can see that, right? So you yeah. can see in the very middle running up, well, that away. You can oh, see yeah. Kevin Lee. I'll turn it sideways. It says Kevin Lee dot, dot, dot. They're teasing me. They're being very cheeky because my last name is a, it's a family name. I don't use it. And I like to use Kevin Lee, my first and my middle name, because it's just easier to, for people to remember. And it's easier to type and advertise and branding. It's just easier. And so Spirit is give, giving me grief then. And, and it was because I couldn't figure out, should I use my family name or should I use my my uh, this catchy new brand name, Kevin Lee, uh, which is my first and my middle name. So they're giving me hell saying, we know your name. And uh, oh, my little video is giving me grief. That must be Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm still here. Okay. Uh, I'm still here and I'll keep talking, but I'll work on the electronics. Okay. And so um, anyway, so uh, this phenomena, basically spirit will actually write names on there and uh, they will also, uh, I'm still with you. And they will also sign their names. The names, the signatures will appear uh, exactly as your loved one wrote their name in life when they were on earth, or the famous person will sign their name exactly as they wrote it while they were on earth. And you can go to a museum and take it and it's identical. It is truly, uh, truly incredible. Now that bear with me. I'm still working on the technology. Okay. You might've lost them there, but he'll be back. We've had this happen before. Uh, once again, um, Kevin, reverendkevinlee.com. You can get more information about his mediumship and what he does and about his book and the, the latest project he's working on. Uh, the metaphysicalchapel.com is the Metaphysical Chapel of South Florida over in Fort Lauderdale. So you can check out all the programs. Kevin has a uh, several classes, I think, online, and he does, does broadcast his uh, services healing and his Sunday discussion. Kevin's very well known in the Asumpi organization, which is also now styled its international Asumpi um, program, A-S-S-M-P-I and I-S-S-M-P-I. He is very well known in that uh, organization. I'm a, a, a fledgling member of that. I'm kind of a tag along, but he is, he is very well known in that circle. Um, and I think where he was going, what I would like when we bring Kevin back, hopefully, um, Joanne and Jock, yes, are both uh, uh, members of that. Uh, Jock started the Asumpi organization. Uh, thank you, Laura. I think where Kevin was going, where I wanted him to go, was how he sets himself up to do this. This is a very interesting and very rare ability to be able to do this work, um, spirit drawing as Hoyt Robin, I think it's Hoyt Robinette is the gentleman's name. And you have to put your spirit has to have some supplies available. And that's what Kevin was talking about. He has, uses gel markers or whatever. 
whenever so they can pull from that and oh there he is um your mic is on kevin thanks we should Perfect. be able to hear you there he is okay can you guys hear me yes we can okay well i apologize for all the difficulty just no video but if um uh, i'll continue to speak and share with you all uh, you are exactly right reverend hoyt robinette uh, is currently the only uh, the only medium demonstrating in a public way, inviting the public to his seances. And he works in a very old spiritualist style, which is where he blindfolds and tapes his eyes. And uh, he works with billets and he delivers messages, truly evidential and uncanny evidential messages. And I know uh, of two uh, billet reading mediums in the country and both of them are at an outstanding level and Hoyt is one of those. And he mm -hmm. often will bring through messages from your loved ones and joy and your spirit guides to let you know who will place an image uh, on the card of themselves or what message is going to be placed on the card. Sometimes once in a while you'll get a message written, but generally it's signatures and names on one side and on the other is a gorgeous image of uh, something that just me it will mean something to you in my lectures when i travel and present on precipitation medium i always show an image and i tell this story because it just blows my mind and and i regret i can't show your viewers but one of my dear friends from seminary her daughter passed away as a teenager uh, from cancer and her daughter was about 15 16 years old and uh, she always would tell her daughter in the hospital, sweetheart, just believe anything is possible if you believe. And so she and her daughter would always say that back and forth to each other to kind of inspire her to, to really build up her health and build her immune system and build up her life and, and uh, hopefully help her to overcome this battle with cancer. So, of course, the daughter passed a spirit. But just before she passed a spirit, she drew a picture of the stairway to heaven and gave it to her mom. And she drew that in pencil form. And then probably about three years later, I was at a and surprisingly at, uh, at an airport seance where we sat and we were trying to get airports to come into the room. It was an experiment. Well, they definitely came because something in the dark fell like a feather and touched my hair and my nose and then fell at my feet. And I was so excited. I thought, oh, great. I get something. I think I got a, a sacred feather. I'm super excited. Lights came on and there's a there's a precipitated spirit card at my feet. And I thought, holy moly that's even better than a feather and i grabbed it and i was looking at it it made no sense to me and as i read some of the details on it the my best friend next to me in seminary uh reverend uh, roxy she said oh my god it's for me and i said well how do you know and she said because my daughter drew that very image in the hospital before she died oh my and i said what i said well then here it's for you so she began to tell the story through all of these tears of joy and she, she, it literally what had produced out of the ethers was a whole, uh, the whole card. I mean, I'd never seen that before. The whole card came out of the spirit world into our seance room. And her daughter had, had gotten and had basically had recreated this pencil drawing, but in colored version. The grass was green. The stairs were brown. <coughs> Pardon me. The clouds were blue. The sun was yellow. It was so beautiful. And on the back, it had the words, just believe in her. And she signed her name. And uh, it was amazing. And, and, uh, and it just goes to show you, uh, oh, as the story unfolds, the, my friend said, 
you guys aren't going to believe this, but I have that very image at home on my uh, on my refrigerator, and I'm going to share that with you. And just so as the story progresses, a couple of months later, she come this Reverend Roxy comes back to the seance. And she tells her daughter, honey, mama needs a new picture of you. I need to see you on a card. I know you can do it. So she goes to a seance with Reverend Mike uh, Perry, who is another of my seminary instructors, who was a precipitation medium. He's no longer practicing anymore. And uh, what happened? Her daughter produced a full color image, like a scan out of a computer on this card. And it literally was photographic quality, high, high definition. And the and Roxy said, uh, she said this picture looks so familiar. And she realized when she got home, the the image only existed in photonic and electronic form inside her computer. And her daughter took it out of the computer and recreated it in physical form through precipitation on a physical card. That is truly remarkable. That is one of the pictures that you sent us. Oh, good. Um, I believe. And I wish we could uh, show those, but uh, tell our listeners and viewers. Sure. We'll have to do this again because sure. uh, we'll have to figure Good this work. out. It's <laughs> fascinating work. Tell us, explain to us how you um, are using this. Now, do you sure. get into a, an altered state and seance? Do you have a okay, box sure. of pens there? How do you do that? And how long does it take for sure. a picture to make itself? Great questions. Okay, so if you want to develop this ability, everybody has the potential. Everybody can play the piano. Some mm -hmm. are born prodigies and geniuses, and some can be highly trained. Some can kind of chop out chopsticks. Others, uh, because of mental uh, disability, cannot even touch a piano for whatever reason. So we all have the same potentials to develop precipitation mediumship. And it, what I find, it tends to be people drawn to artistic expression, like painting, drawing, things that are highly, highly colorful and creative. Those people tend to do really well with it because it is a very visual art. It's a very visual form of, of mediumship. So all you would need to do is to get a light proof container. And I, and I always tell the students, go grab a shoebox. It's the oh. easiest thing you can get. It's the perfect size for your lap. And in and the shoebox has a lid. And that lid, when it closes down, you now have created a, a seance room, a darkened space for spirit to begin working in a physical way with wow. the energies of our dimension. So what, what do I do as I tell the students? Place that uh, that uh, shoebox next on your lap next to your solar plexus. What is the solar plexus? Our center of power. Where does ectoplasm extrude from the mediums in, the, in all the old historical books and videos? From the solar plexus and from other orifices, but definitely from our solar plexus. Uh, and where do the, uh, the Eastern, where do the Chinese and all the different Asian cultures that work with prana and energy? They're focused on the solar plexus. They're working on pranic energy, which is what? Life force energy. So it's all the same thing. It's just called different things. So. Uh, inside your little seance room that you're creating, it's a darkened environment. You don't want to have handles or any holes on the side of your shoebox. Once in a while, shoeboxes have those nowadays. So make sure if it does have a hole, I will allow it, but spirit won't allow it. You need to cover them with something, either with a very solid piece of tape, like duct, uh, not, is it duct tape? What's that black stuff? What do you call that? Gaffer tape? 
something like that, duct tape. So it needs to be something that's light. You basically need to make it light proof. So right. I would highly recommend a perfectly sealed shoebox. Into the shoebox, you're going to put just probably about 10 crayons. And I think a little box of crayons is now about uh, 12 crayons. A dozen, there's a dozen crayons. So go mm -hmm. buy one of those for a dollar or two at Walmart and uh, open it and drop those in there. You're going to want to buy a little pack of 12 colored pencils. Drop those in there and maybe go find a little packet of four or 12 or something like that. Just a, a few gel pens and gel pens are the bomb diggity. That is how my students. It's a it is that literally it is the canary in the cave. Uh, it is the uh, carrot on a stick. It is everything because spirit, uh, for some reason, I can see, I've seen for years, spirit is doing something, uh, changing my inks in the gel pens. And that has given me more motivation to keep sitting for my own development. And so uh, that's what I tell my students. Within two or three months, they're going to see changes in their gel pens, okay? Now, also, these uh, uh, that's really all you need is just some crayons, some colored pens, and uh, I'm sorry, colored pencils, and uh, some gel pens. Now, uh, you want to get some blank white index cards. They do not need to be the index cards with the little lines on them. So blank. those will potentially make your... Uh, precipitated images or writings, not really so pretty. So don't use them. Spirit loves the plain blank white cards. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to go ahead and buy a couple of stacks of them because you will go through them very quickly. Every time you sit, you need to put in about five to 10. I usually put about 10 every time I sit, which is every day, almost every day, but pretty much every day. And I put 10 new cards in every day. And those cards are energetically or spiritually blank. They're neutral. They've never been touched. They've never been uh, touched by spirit. They've never been altered or impregnated with a, a psychic force. They're sterile. And for some reason, using old cards is not helpful. You would think they would hold more magnetism. They don't. And so spirit always has told me, keep changing them out. We want to work with a blank slate every time. Okay, so I do that and uh, I will get dots and scratches and smudges and sometimes little symbols like a little cross or the colors will make a cross on the paper. It's not a true cross, but the cr colors are crisscrossing each other. And so I know that they are they are focusing their thoughts in an intelligent way because why the heck would the colors touch each other in such a way that they're perpendicular or they're perfectly crossing or perfectly parallel on a page that shows intelligence. And that is, that is really the key of physical mediumship is the fact that it is not, uh, it is not a coincidence that your crayons are moving around because they're not, it's not your, uh, your, it's not your colored pencils moving around and it's not your gel pens moving around because you're not taking the caps off of the gel pens, the gel pens, and even your Sharpies, I use Sharpies. I never take the caps off of them. And spirit will literally dematerialize what they need out of them and rematerialize it back onto your cards. So you don't take the lids off ever. Uh, I only take the lids off when I want to test the ink. And I once a week, I will use anything with ink in it, meaning a gel pen or a Sharpie or a marker. And I'll, I'll uh, take a sheet of paper and I'll make a mark to make sure the pen is still working and not... Uh, uh, broken down. But if the pen stops working, you need to 
take it out of your out of your uh, basket or box. Okay. Now, Kevin, I, let, me, let me interrupt your moment. Uh, when you're doing this, um, are you, you going to the same spirit guides or the same spirits or are they different ones each reading? Like in, what I'm trying to ask you is if a spirit is its first attempt at trying to do this and they're not doing so well yet or they're only doing a right. simple, do you invite them again to come back and do is it a process for them? I think. Everyone has a uh, an inner band of spirit guides, okay? And this would be an outer band guide because this is a specialist guide. So this guide that works in precipitation is highly specialized and knows how knows how or is learning how to dematerialize and rematerialize pigment in an intelligent way, in a very controlled way. So it's very experimental. With that set, so you, even though most of our viewers probably will not know their precipitation mediumship guide because they never even heard the word before tonight, but you can start to call on your precipitation guide to come forward. Eventually, you might get a name. You may hear the name, dream the name, see the name, or a medium may tell you the name. But But I would still call in and I would just say... Uh, good evening, spirit. I'm sitting for precipitation tonight for 15 minutes. I'm going to have my basket in my lap with my crayons and my index cards. Um, I'm going to open in prayer. And I just I just want you to begin working with my energy. And my precipitation guide is going to help me uh, uh, with this experiment. And any of my other guides, if you want to contribute, you're more the more the better. And I just kind of put that intention out verbally. And I think verbally is more important than doing that in your mind because verbally you're taking responsibility and you're vocalizing to the universe. And spirit, actually, we know spirit can't hear us all the time because when we sit in seance, what's one of the first things they say to us when they come into the room is they say, how's my voice? Can you hear me? Well, that should tell you right there, they can't really read your mind. Some can, but not all of them. So that's why I tell my students in, in in my workshops, Definitely speak out loud. That's why mantras and prayers are spoken out loud. And yes, spirit can sense the the love in your heart and what your intention is, but it really behooves you to speak your intention out loud for what you're trying to do. You only need to sit for about 15 minutes uh, every day, once a day, preferably the same time, in the same way, opening in the same prayer, calling in the same precipitation guide. Uh, you can even ask for the famous mediums of old who were Henry Slade, who was a very famous slate right. writer. Right. You could call in the Bang Sisters, the Bang Sisters, uh, Lizzie and May. They both work with me. They've spoken to me in seances before through David Thompson at your church over in your side of the world at your church. And yeah. uh, they um, and basically uh, I call those I call them in to help out as well. But once the phenomena begins to produce you can then slowly start advancing more color into your basket for them to work with, meaning uh, uh, quantity, more crayons, more pencils, more paints, and you can begin to experiment. But I I would keep the same instruments, meaning uh, 12 crayons, 12 uh, gel pens, 12 uh, colored pencils, and I wouldn't advance beyond that until you're starting to get significant phenomena, big smudges, a uh, little bitty, it looks like a child drawing a butterfly or uh, initials are starting to appear on your cards that make sense to you. Maybe it was a client you had today. It was the, it was the initials of their loved one you brought through during a reading. I've had crazy stuff like that happen. 
Uh, and so when you start getting significant phenomena, then you can begin slowly experimenting. But until then, you've got to keep everything very uh, regimented, scientific, and, and um, it's an experiment every time. It may take, I hate to say this because I don't want to discourage your viewers, but mm -hmm. a lot of the great mediums, it took them up to 15 to 18 years to develop a consistent form of precipitation mediumship where they could demonstrate it to a group of people every single time. Wow. And I know that number scares people, but I've been sitting uh, off and on and off for uh, over a little over 10 years, probably 10 mm -hmm. years now. And, um, you know, I still have a ways to go because I ran a church. This is interesting because I ran a church the month I became ordained, my phenomena stopped. And that was because I poured my heart and my soul and my spirit into, into dedicating myself to my community. And there was nothing left for spirit to work with in a physical mediumship way because I was working full time in the hospitals uh -huh. and I was running my church probably another 40 hours a week. So I was putting in 80 hours a week. I was burned out by the end of the week and there was nothing left for spirit. And my, my phenomena disappeared for probably five years after that, five uh -huh. to six years. And spirit said, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just receded. When you relinquish some of your responsibilities, you, the energy will be available for us to use. And so that's what I see. And also, I do know one medium who was producing phenomena of, of a gorgeous nature. And uh, this medium uh, had a uh, lost, I would say, probably over 250 pounds. And the quality of the phenomena it uh, decreased significantly and wow. um, it really affected uh, this medium's um, just th their sense of pride and capability as an expert. And I think they pulled back from wow. that, but it just goes to show how, how, uh, um, how much of a part of physical body is in the process because disease or surgery can affect your physical mediumship, which is precipitation mediumship. So, uh, in a seance, I know that when I go to these seances where everybody gets a card, yeah, there may be 28 people in the room, 28 cards are produced, and, uh, and the messages that are coming through are about two minutes, mm, two or three minutes long each by the medium from the platform. So the cards are being produced within a matter of seconds to a matter of minutes. So I would, I would say 60 to 120 seconds, which is one or two minutes, a card is produced. But with that said, I am very blessed. I, I was able to see my founding, uh, the founding president of my church organization, the United Metaphysical Churches. He was a physical medium, a trumpet medium, a trance medium, and a precipitation medium. And he had the uncanny ability to produce uh, cards in red light. You could see them produce and, and precipitate wow. in front of you. So the card was there, but they were blank for a good 30, 45 minutes while he did his demonstration and we would sing and ohm. And right as he said, folks, let's do some big ohms because they say they're right on the edge of the ethers and they're ready to come into our dimension. I'm not kidding. We did our ohms and we were staring at the cards, standing up around the little table and the cards were spread out like a little, like a line of cards in a magic trick. They were perfectly blank. Instantly before our eyes, all of the images phased in and we howled. We couldn't believe what we had just witnessed in front of our eyes. That's how fast 
uh, 12 cards can come into precipitated manifestation. That was very incredibly rare and odd. And it was interesting because uh, uh, probably three years later, I found in our old church attic a, a box of cassette tapes. Nobody knows what those are anymore, probably. Yeah, but, right. um, I saved a cassette tape and it said, Reverend F. Reed Brown, red light precipitation card seance. Oh my God. And I have the audio file on my website in my store. If anyone wants to listen to this hour long audio file of cards being precipitated in a seance room. Okay. So that's a really piece, a rare piece of history for them to get to be a piece, uh, to be a part of something, to learn how this medium uh, uh, formatted and really ran his red light seance. It's interesting. Very interesting. You're so talented um, and dedicated. I think uh, people have to realize, especially in the spiritism movement and spiritualist movement, there's a lot of service. Yes. And there's a lot of dedication. Uh, people sit in circles for years and not a whole lot happens. Yes. Um, but uh, some circles that, you know, and the spirit will make that spirit go in the direction that spirit wants. It's not yes. necessarily what you want. It is True. what spirit wants. Talk to us about um, you have a unique style of reading. Do you incorporate this precipitation in some of your readings or do you just work mediumistically? Sure. Um, so basically uh, what I do is I actually take my precipitation card box into my uh, reading room, which is also my seance room at home. And uh, I put it on my lap and I use it. Actually, I use it like a table and I place my, uh, before the client comes, I sit for a good 30 minutes and uh, I basically ask spirit to come and work with the energies of the box while I'm giving a mess, uh, giving a reading to somebody. Uh, it, and I, I never guarantee my clients that they will get a card, <laughs> get anything, because right. uh, it is so random and rare that uh, anything of significance happens yet. But things are appearing. They're just not evidential yet. And so, you know, dots and scratches are one thing and I'm proud of them. Uh, I'm just hoping that the uh, symbols and the, and the initials will begin to precipitate, which means something to my clients soon enough. It takes time. I get it. So uh, basically I do my reading and I, I start off working with, I love numerology and I love to do uh, personal year energies, uh, uh, personal year numbers for people and, and really just show them that I'm connected on a psychic level with them to explain to them what's been going on in their life. But a lot of times spirits in my ear nagging, go on, get on with it, get on with it. You got more things to say, uh, get past the numbers. And so I can feel uh, when it's time to put the numbers aside and stop talking about their personal year numbers and moving into uh, uh, the reading. So I will bring through different aspects for people uh, based on really what spirit has to say. Uh, I just had a client that we thought would be a mediumistic reading and it was, but it was centered around uh, her uh, basically creating a healing ministry that was, a, that was native American focused and the odd thing was when I, before I went into my meditative time in my little reading room, I was, I, I started getting so antsy and I thought I got to sage myself. I need to go sage the garden and I need to go pick some leaves and bring flowers into the room. And I thought, what the heck are you doing? Go sit down. You're wasting time. You're supposed to be focused on the client. And I sat down and I was nervous and I thought, what's going on here? Started the reading and I realized 
that's what needed to come through was all of her native guides who were telling, trying to get her to, to utilize feathers in her ceremonies, the essences of plants. She was not even, she hadn't made, uh, created a relationship with the spirit of the plants or what people may call the elemental energies of the plants. And so she may be working with the plants, but she wasn't using them effectively in a, in a medicine woman type way, the way she should be. Uh-huh. And so I had stories that I have that have been shared with me from Lakota medicine men about how they were trained by literally plants speaking to them as they were walking out in a prairie. And and I said, I don't know why, but I need to tell you these stories. And by the end of the, the session, I said, well, that was the craziest reading uh, because I had buffalo, uh, white buffalo calf woman come in and I had uh, uh, the spirits of plants talking to me. And it was kind of bizarre, but it was so much fun. That's what this woman needed so, so much. Wow. So it wasn't typical, me, a straight mediumship, but uh, I will uh, sometimes work with spiritual business practices. I've had uh, uh, some local businesses come to me that are metaphysically oriented, and I help them with product lines, meaning I basically intuit uh, uh, of the two or three product lines are bringing forward, which one is going to produce the most money, which one will bring them the least amount of hassles. Uh, I will look into some legality things uh, on a spiritual level, which one was more potential for legal problems or um, even some ideas that they never probably even ideas they've never thought of. But suddenly these ideas come up in my mind from spirit. And so I've really enjoyed uh, the spiritual uh, spiritual business readings. Uh, those have been a lot of fun because I, I'm very business-minded and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm very entrepreneurial and I probably have a, a spirit guide who's an entrepreneur, maybe a Dale Carnegie or something or a, uh, <laughs> a rock child, uh, but I love spiritual business practices. And so- That's wonderful. Yeah, That's how a, is that? Actually, now, you know, I'm sure people are going to want to know what to do now because we're going to need some economic help after this shutdown. That's so true. So true. Let me ask you also, um, talk about your uh, your church. Talk about uh, what you offer there to your people. What is your services? I've caught a few of them, mm-hmm. and I have to say, delighted. Um, you really speak to me. You're a great speaker, motivational speaker, and author. What um, – are your services like so that people, everybody's welcome. They can see, they can see it broadcast, correct? Yes, we do broadcast on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So we'll broadcast a, a Sunday service, which is really, I call it a, a spiritual hour, celebrational spiritual hour, because, uh, uh, well, that's the one when you come in person, because it's a big rah-rah pep rally. It's, we've got upbeat music. We have a, a band, we've got a singers, uh, we have a full audiovisual and music ministry, so it's very celebrational and upbeat, inspirational. And then we offer during the church we offer healing service before for about thirty minutes, and uh, because we find a lot of people uh, want to come for uh, free healing and upliftment, so they come for that service. But uh, we also offer uh, meditation during the church service. I think that's very important. If we're not meditating every day, then I'm going to make you meditate five minutes or 10 minutes in church. And if that's all you do all week, at least I contributed somehow to your life. So it, meditation is the foundation of all of our work in all of our spirit communication and all of our healing ministries. We've got to be meditating. So that's why I put that in our service. You've convinced me. 
you know, um, you, we got to. Well, the sad part is for five or six years, I thought I knew better than all my teachers and I never meditated like a little uh, smart. Uh, I won't even say the other word, a smart. Yeah. And um, and let me tell you, it held my intuitive development back significantly. And when I complained to spirit, they said, hello, Kevin, we've been telling you to do it. Uh, and if, and so I started doing it and uh, my abilities expanded very quickly. And so I saw the the errors of my ways. But uh, basically, during the church service, we also I, I share a beautiful message on Sunday and uh, we pray for others as well at a different time in the service. We do distant healing prayers. So it's a very upbeat uh, spiritualist style service. And uh, but my broadcast now, now that we're uh, on shutdown and shelter at home, we basically shifted to a uh, 20, 30 minute service online where uh, we where I basically open and talk to the audience a little bit. And then I deliver a message and uh, also carry you through a meditation based on the theme of the day. And I'm trying to work with our music department to see how we can beam them in to bring yeah. through at least one or two beautiful songs. Uh, we're working on that. So uh, one step at a time. But that's how very we do it. Uplifting, I have to say very uplifting services. Let me talk to you. You were an author. We didn't touch too much on that. Talk to us about the book that you have presently mm -hmm. and the one that you, you're working on another project. Right. Okay. So my first book was actually, I, it was actually a gift, a gift to spirit and a gift to my church. My church uh, was probably about 40 something years old now, probably 41 years old. And so our founder was born a spiritualist medium. He was a boy wonder and his parents put him on the stage. His parents were church planting spiritualists that travel the country planting churches. Uh, they were famous in their own right. They had their own mediumistic abilities and healing abilities. But uh, the son, who is now an elderly man in my church system, uh, he was truly a boy wonder. He wowed the audiences very quickly. And uh, so anyway, he created, he started our church in the back of a police station in a little office 41 years ago in Hialeah, down in Miami. Oh. And eventually we relocated into Fort Lauderdale. But all of this history, we'd never had a history book written. So I, I learned how to write a book. I learned how to write a historical perspective book. And so my first book was that I published was called Voices of Spirit. And basically, it was a historical perspective of all of my church, amazing people, leaders, mediums, healers, where we came from, what, what we're doing now, where we're headed. And it was basically my way of making sure that, that the, the light of my church doesn't burn out. I want people to, to know we existed and what the great mediums and ministers did in my church. So that's why I did it, because all the elders were, uh, I hate to say, dying off, but they were yeah. making a transition and right. leaving me all alone. And I was desperate to save our history. So I created that book as a gift for them. And so now I realize the more public I'm becoming, people like you are always asking, well, uh, do you have a, uh, a Kevin's biography book or a psychic life book? No. Well, now I'm working on one. So I've, I have a book that's in the works. I actually just got an email yesterday. I'm very excited to announce from Llewellyn, who is willing to look at my book proposal. Uh, and that's a huge step forward. So my book is entitled Living a Psychic Life. And I want people to realize I was not born with my gifts open, just as many people are not aware of the spirit world or psychic abilities, healing abilities uh, 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 and things like this. 
I trained in my 30s and in my 40s, and uh, I developed my abilities. If I, who was not born with wide open psychic abilities or uh, in sensing abilities, if I can train to my level, there's no reason why anybody else can't do the same. And you just have to be willing to practice. So my book is really to tell people about my very difficult upbringing in the sub Southern Baptist religion and a very prejudiced white community, terribly wow. prejudiced, terribly. And uh, to tell people where I came from, what I went through in life, how I discovered my church, the world of metaphysics, what has it meant to me, what does spirit have to say to me and my clients or my church people, what have I experienced in life, how, and how can you take these experiences and use this knowledge that I'm going to share with you to benefit your life today? How can you make your life better? How can you start living your psychic life through some exercises, my story examples, uh, uh, just basically bringing a new perspective of what reality is to the forefront because so many people, uh, there are things I could say right now, your audience, your viewers and audience would, would literally roll their eyes and think that's not possible. I've witnessed things with my eyes. People think only exist in movies. And I want people to know that there is another reality beyond this physical one. So I am, that's, that's part of my mission is to get out there and get this message out there. And so my book has to help me do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be, I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, thank Let you. Me, uh, just go over for our listeners that are on Spreaker. Uh, if they're on YouTube and every, I want to say hello to everybody. Um, Facebook.com is metaphysical chapel, right? Yeah. Facebook.com forward slash metaphysical chapel. And that's where we do our broadcast on Sunday mornings at around 11 o'clock Eastern time. And your uh, website is revkevinlee.com. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. Uh, amazing. And uh, we're so delighted to have you. On Thank Instagram you. Flow. It's just absolutely amazing. Thank you, Robin also. And I also want to say uh, Reverend Lisa Johnson has jumped in earlier. Now, she never watches my show. She, uh -oh. she never does. But she heard you were going to be on. So tonight she came on. Hi, Reverend Lisa. Welcome. Thank you for joining us and supporting us. Oh, she said, oh, I had such a good relationship with Kevin. We've I mean, lost touch, but I, I want to You know, you, got, you, you know, everybody, I have, I have, it's rare that I come across uh, a, a bad apple in Sarasota. I love Sarasota. And uh, Reverend Tom did his, uh, sure did his part to try and get me to come over and take over, help lead the church. But I had my own church. I couldn't lead two churches. But I love Sarasota. And I love what you, I love what you're doing in Sarasota. I noticed you're doing a lot of events and you're on, yeah. you've got your own radio show here. You're doing your own teachings. And, you know, there's just so many people doing so much in Sarasota and even in the St. Pete area, that's a beautiful little bubble of metaphysics for yes. people who don't know. There's a tiny bit in Naples, but Sarasota up to St. Pete, that's a great metaphysical bubble. Yes. And you can find a lot of activities over there if people are going on vacation or want to relocate. I love that part of the state. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, as your area is as well. Is there anything you want to close with? Uh, a special thought that you want to leave with our listeners and viewers, Kat, Reverend Kevin. Okay, let's see. Put me on the spot. Okay, let's see. Um, you know, I think it's just the message that I've been sharing all week. I've been writing on. I'm writing scripts for videos that I'll be producing soon. Uh, but basically, it's just this principle. You know, 
uh, in the United States and around the world, a lot of places are on shutdown. Mm -hmm. A lot of governments are trying their best to manage the situation as best they can with in whatever capacity they're doing it. And of course, it really it slowed down a lot of our economy. So a lot of us are stressed. They don't want us leaving our homes. They want to make sure that we're washing our hands and putting on gloves and wearing these proper masks and socially distancing. And it it changes. Unfortunately, it changes. I've lost my job at the hospital. I do not work at the hospital now for months, probably for a few more months. And I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and people are fearful. They Maybe they're worried about finances. They're worried about um, how do I tell a family member not to come over because I don't know who they've been around. And there's all these fears and anxieties building up in people. I've even heard people on the phone saying, I'm going to die. I think I've, I've got the sniffles. I think I've got the virus. And people are in such a fear mode and worry mode, they're not even realizing that the spirit world is all around them, that God works with them and through them. And and as I've written all week, I say, even in the dark clouds of life, the sun, the 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 light of God shines like the sun behind those dark clouds. And every dark cloud, there's a silver lining lesson. And I truly believe that this world pandemic is making us, forcing us. Uh, locking us in to, to recognize that we need to slow down, disconnect from electronics and all this stuff a little bit more and reconnect with our families, our household, or even our pets, and just yeah. learn to be kinder to ourselves and, and go outside in the morning and have a cup of coffee, go outside and listen to the birds, uh, go outside and feel the breezes of the ocean. If you live near the ocean or you live near the mountains, feel those breezes. And that's one thing we take such for granted And I think this is a great time for us to slow down and recognize that spirit is always around us, guiding and support us. We can't control COVID and all this other stuff, but what we can do is control how we respond to it, which is to stay in a higher vibrational state of recognizing you're doing the best you can. Always be cautious, but don't be fearful. Just do the best you can and find beauty in everything around you, even in the little moments, because that's what we have. That's what we take. You are the bomb diddly. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to have you. Thank, Thank you. you for being with us on Facebook, on Spreaker, on um, we're also right, iTunes, a few other places, and Crowdcast. Thank you so awesome. much. Um, very so much. much for joining us and Love see you, you next time. God bless. Thank you, Reverend Kimberly. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.